Okay, good morning, Shavuot Tov. Today's daf is daf Ein Aleph. Um, today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas, Ben Sion, Ben Ze'ev, Avram Alevi, um, Shein Abbas Yitzchak, and Yitzchak Lev Ben Yosef, and Yehuda Lev Ben Miriam. May the... And for, sorry, for a refuah shleim of Yehuda Lev Ben Miriam, may the... May, well, may he have a complete recovery. Okay, so I'm going to go from the bottom of Daf Ayin um, Amud Beis 70B, the fourth last line. And the Gemara, what this Perek started discussing, although sorry, this Mishnah started discussing, is what's called the Korban Chagiga. Every festival there was an obligation to go up with a, to bring a few Korbanos. There's the Eulus Re'ir, those are voluntary burnt offerings, but there were also two Korbanos, um, sometimes two types of shlomim. Remember, shlomim, the owners eat most of the sacrificial meat. So there's the chagiga and the shalmei simcha. The chagiga is a special obligation that you have to eat, to offer up a sacrifice on yomtiv for your yomtiv suuda. And then the shalmei simcha was, seems to be more an obligation to eat the meat of a korban. Not specifically, no specific korban, but you kind of have to bring a korban to have to have korban meat to eat, but it's to eat the meat of a korban because that adds a special dimension to your simchas yomtev. It adds a special spiritual simcha to your yomtev. We'll discuss a bit more about that later in the daf. Um, interesting enough, on Erev Pesach, again, this is all from this previous Mishnah, from yesterday's daf, on Erev Pesach there was a special type of Chagiga. It was the Chagiga of Yudalid, the Chagiga of the 14th. Generally, a Chagiga was actually offered on Yom Tov, I saw the first day Yom Tov. But this was offered with the Korban Pesach, okay, debate what, how close and exactly what with, but it was offered on the 14th with the Korban Pesach to be eaten that night. So that's the, that's, so there's the Chagiga of the 14th and the Chagiga of the 15th. The Chagiga of the 14th is this special one with the Korban Pesach, and the Chagiga of the 14th, of the 15th is a is the standard Yom Tov Chagiga, and then again to keep, and then there's the Shalmei Simcha. So with with that in mind, Omar Ula, Omar Rabbi Lazar, Ula said in the name of Rabbi Lazar, Shlomim she'shachton me'erev Yom Tov, ain't a yoytza b'hem. If you shech the Shlomim on erev Yom Tov, you do not fulfill your obligation of loy mishum simcha, nor the korban that you're supposed to have for simcha's Yom Tov, loy mishum chagiga, or the obligation of a chagiga. Why not? You don't fulfill the obligation for the simcha. You will slaughter and you will be happy. You will celebrate. You will rejoice. Be simcha. You need to slaughter this korban when there is. You need to offer up this korban when there's already the simcha. And you're not doing that because when did you offer this korban on erev yom tov? When is the simcha on yom tov? And mishum chagiga harei dovash bechayva v'chol dovash bechayva ena ba elam enachulim. And you also don't fulfill the obligation of the chagiga because the chagiga is an obligation, and anything that is an obligation, any korban that is an obligation, you can only fulfill it through chulim. So what happened? This shlomim you shechted on erev yom tov. It can't be a chagiga because the chagiga is for yom tov. And therefore, you want to switch it so it's already kodesh and sanctified when, on, when you come on Yom Tov and you say, I want this to be Machagiga. It's too late because it was already kodesh, and if it's something to fulfill an obligation, it has to be from Chulim. 
let's say the following Bryce is a support for this. The Pasuk says, and you will be, you shall be happy, but ach means but. And as we know, ach is always limiting. So that, but it says that's coming to include the 19th, Yom Tov Lel, Yom Tov Achron, Lesimcha, the last night of Sukkot, or the Yom Tov after Sukkot, I Shmini, what we call Shmini Atzeri Simcha's Torah, it's to, to include that in Simcha, ah, there's a mitzvah of Simcha, mitzvah of the Skorobran, Ata Omer Lel Yom Tov Ha'achron, or Ene Lel Yom Tov Arishon, you're telling me that it means the night of the last Yom Tov of Sukkot, Maybe it means the night of the first day of, su- of Sukkot. Talmud Lomar, ach. Therefore the Torah says, ach, cholak, which limits it. Aye, so we've said it comes to include some night of Yom Tov you would not naturally, ordinarily include in Simcha. And we're saying that that must be the last night of Sukkot as opposed to the first night of Sukkot. My timer, what's the reason? Now why? Why would you choose to include the last night and not the first night. So Mishum da'ain lo b'mayismach because he doesn't have what to sell. Love Mishum da'ain bo b'mayismach is not because he has nothing to celebrate with. I why when would you have a korban to fulfill your obligation of simcha with? As we just learned, according to Rabbi Eliezer, you can only fulfill the mitzvah of simcha's yom tov with the korban that was shechted on yom tov. This shalmei simcha that you're obligated to have, and. You can't, and you can, so you can't shecht it on Erev Yom Tov. And as we know, we don't offer korbanos at night. So, must, so this seems, this idea seems to be a support for Rebbe Elazar. So it's law, not necessarily Kedetani time, as the price itself gives the reason. He says, My role, Rabbos Lel Yom Tov, Ha'achron Ulohitzi Lel Yom Tov Rishon. What do you see that you should include? The last night of Yom Tov, the night of the last Yom Tov. As opposed to the night of the first Yom Tov. What do you see to do that? That's a Bryce asked that question. He says, says, No, because I would include the last night because there's already Simcha before it. I remember there's Simcha all of the seven days. There's a mitzvah to eat from the meat of a korban all seven days of Sukkot. And then also on the Del Shmini Atzeres. So you're coming from Simcha, so it makes more sense to add the night of Simcha in that gap that would be, as opposed to introducing a new starting point for when Simcha should kick in. So that's the reason this Pasuk again comes to include a night of Yom Tov for Simcha. I don't know, is it the first night or the last night? And it's only one of them because it says Ach Zamech. So I only have to have this Korban meat on one of those nights. Must be, um, must be the last night because that's a continuation as opposed to introducing new simcha. Mosev Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef challenged us. Says Chagigas Arba so Yosef b'mishum simcha ve'ain Yosef b'mishum Chagiga. This Chagiga of the fourteenth, I the special type of Chagiga that you offered with the korban pesach. The reason they would offer the special Chagiga, I mean the the Mishnah and the Gemara discussed. Be, um, one of the main reasons is so that you ate the Korban Pesach when you were a surveyor, not when you were starving, when um, it was more like a dessert, um, or the last thing that you ate, so you would have offer this Korban Chagiga, so that you would have, that you would eat 
the meat of that carbon and then only afterwards the common Pesach. Now, but again, so we said that this carbon of the 14th, you can fulfill the obligation of Simcha, but you can't fulfill the obligation of Chagiga. Now, Amai, Hobo, Inan, Zvicha, Bashas, Simcha, Veleika. says, according to Rebbe Lezer, how can you fulfill the obligation of Shalmei Simcha? As we know, according to Rebbe Lezer, it has to be shechted on Yom Tov. And this was Shechter on Erev Yom Tov. So, Omar Abidi Baravin, She'ikei V'Shochter. says, no, we're not discussing the normal case where you actually Shechter. You're right, you had this Korban to Shechter on the 14th. But for whatever reason, you decided not to Shechter. Let's say half of your Pesach group, half of the group who are going to share the Korban Pesach full, pulled out. So now there's so much Korban Pesach meat to eat. So you're not going to Shechter Shalmei Simcha. Um... So therefore, so this Shalmei Simcha got shechted on the 15th. And that's when you fulfill, so you can fulfill your mitzvah of Simcha with that one. That's what he's, that's the Chirush. Um, Ravashi says, that's actually logical. Dilo, Taimahachi, Homa Man Ktanilo. This is actually logical because if you look at who's the author of this Brisa, which we saw on the previous stuff, Ben Tamer, it's Ben Tamer, Ben Tamer, ho posla According to Ben Tamer, if you leave this Korban Chagiga over the first, past the first night of Pesach, it becomes invalid. And we're just discussing it being eaten on the 15th. So Shmamina, it must be talking about where you only shechted it on the 15th. Okay, so Rebbe Lezer still stands. Mosif Rova, Rova challenge Rebbe Lezer again. On Sukkot, in Masech Sukkot, it's discussing all the different mitzvahs of Sukkot and how many days you perform them for. How many days is Lulav? How many days is Sukkot, etc. And it says the Halal and the Simcha on Sukkot. Now Simcha is eating this Korban Chagiga, Shalmei Simcha. So he says, not the, sorry, not the Chagiga, Shalmei Simcha. says, Halava Simcha Shmoin is for eight days. Now, Viomar, but in Zvicha Bisha Simcha, if you hold that you need the shechting of the Shalmei Simcha on Yom Tov, Hosimin Sagin, the Loi Mishkachas Lo Ela Shiva, it will sometimes, excuse me, will sometimes come out that the celebration, the Simcha will only be for seven days. Kagon, what's the case? Shechol Yom Tov Harishon Yois Beshabbos, where Yom Tov Harishon falls out on Shabbos. Um, yeah, because again, if Yom Tov, remember this Shalmei Simcha does not override Shabbos. If Yom Tov, if the first day of Sukkot is Shabbos, you can't, according to Rebbe Lezer, you can't shech the sacrifice before Shabbos because it doesn't count as Shalmei Simcha because it's shechted before Yom Tov. And you can't shech it on Yom Tov. So you're only going to start shechting your Shalmei Simcha on second day Sukkot. So you miss out one day. So you don't have eight days anymore. You only have seven days. Now, again, by the fact that the Brysa says that the celebration of Sukkot and the Simcha, the Halal and the Simcha, the Simcha is for eight days, must be you can shech the Korban on Erev Sukkot, and it still counts as your Shalmei Simcha for Sukkot. So, Omar of Huna, Bereit Rav Haragolim. No, Rav Huna says, no, you can still have the Simcha with the Goats of the regal, i.e. the special korbanos that were offered as part of the musaf of sukkahs. There's Omar Rav, Shleit Shuvah's Badova. Rav says, I have two issues with that. Chada, firstly, says, granted the offering up of those Seirah and Haragolim pushes aside Shabbos because it has to be done on that day of Yom Tov. 
It's like any Musaf Korban has to be done specifically on that day, so it pushes aside Shabbos. But the Kainim can't roast it. They can't roast it on Shabbos to eat it. They have to eat it raw. There's no joy in eating this Korban raw. So you can't tell me that there's Simcha from the uh, from the Seirah Regalim for Od. And secondly, Kohanim Ochlim Yishal B'Mamasamchim. So only Kohanim can eat the, korban, the communal offerings. So fine, a few Kohanim will have Simcha. What about the rest of an Israel? How are they going to celebrate Simcha? Elon Marav Papa, Rav Papa says, Masamcha Metsus Nekia V'yayin Yoshon. Must know it. You do have Simcha on the first day. But it's Simcha with clean clothes and good wine, aged wine. So what are we saying? It says when the Mishnah says that there must be eight days of Simcha, it's not necessarily speaking about Simcha through the Korban, even though as we've seen, the primary way of Simcha's Yom Tov is through eating the Korban, eating Korban, or offering and offering and eating Korban. But, um, but if you can't do that, like on first night, on first day Sukkot, which is Shabbos, where you can't offer, according to Rabbi Lazar, Elazar, you can't offer a Shalmei Simcha on Shabbos, as we know that, because it's not a set obligatory offering. And you can't offer it before Shabbos and Yom Tov, because it doesn't count as Shalmei Simcha if it's offered before Yom Tov. So how do you celebrate Simcha's Yom Tov? Make sure to have nice clothes, have nice wine, um, etc. Um, I want to discuss a point on this, but actually let's finish the next point, which is saying that Rebbe Lezer said the reverse. So up to here, we said that Rebbe Lezer says, if you can't shecht the Shalmei Simcha on Erev Yom Tov, it has to be shechted on Yom Tov. So Kiasa Ravin Omer Rebbe Lezer, when Ravin came, he said in the name of Rebbe Lezer, Shalmei Shechtim Erev Yom Tov, Yoitzim Bomishum Simcha, Vain Yoitzim Bomishum Chagiga. He says that this Shlomim that you shecht on Erev Yom Tov, you can fulfill your obligation of Simcha, but you cannot fulfill your obligation of Chagiga. You can fulfill the obligation of Simcha because why do you need to offer the Korban at the time of Simcha? Now, what's the difference whether I offer this Korban on Erev Yom Tov to eat on Yom Tov or I offer this Korban on Yom Tov? It says both of for Simcha's Yom Tov so you can fulfill the obligation of Simcha's Yom Tov through that Korban even if it's offered on Erev Yom Tov. Again, this is the opposite of Rebbe Lezer, of what Ula said in the name of Rebbe Lazar, because he said that you can only fulfill your Shalmei Simcha with a Korban shechted on Yom Tov. He says, um, Okay, this we saw already. You can't fulfill the obligation of the Chagiga because the Chagiga is an obligation to bring on Yom Tov and an obligation can't be fulfilled with um, can't be fulfilled with something that is already Kodesh. So if there's an obligation to bring this Korban on Yom Tov and you bring it before Yom Tov, it's now already Kodesh and then on Yom Tov it can't be turned into a Chagiga. Now Meisibah, they challenge this. The Pasuk says, You must have Simcha. That's coming to include the last night of Sukkot, Aishmini Atzeres, that you must have Simcha. It says, How do you know that that Pasuk is coming to say that you must have Simcha on the last night of Yom Tov? Maybe it's coming to say you have, must have it on the first night of Yom Tov. Now, just to refresh, remember Sukkot, you have one day, again in the times of, in, the, in Eretz Yisrael, you have one day Yom Tov, the first 
night and day of Yom Tov. Then you have seven days of Sukkot, and then you have another night and day of Yom Tov, which is Shmini Atzeres, or it would be an overlap of Shmini Atzeres in Chastorah, what we would call it. But um, so that we're saying that you must include that last night for Simcha and not the first night. How do you know? Why not include the first night? So Talmud Loimar Achalak. No, the pasuk says Ach. It's coming to say you only. It's limiting it to just one of them. He says, Oh, my time, Elamishum Da'ein Lo Yismach. But that that seems. Why would you not? Why would you choose the second of Yom Tov? Over the first day of Yom Tov, the second, the, the last night of Yom Tov, over the first night of Yom Tov, must be because you have nothing to celebrate. Again, why would you have nothing to celebrate with? No Simcha Yom Tov? Because you can't offer your Shalmei Simcha on Erev Yom Tov, which contradicts what Ravin said in the name of Rebbe Loza, that you can shecht your Shalmei Simcha on Erev Yom Tov. If you could shecht it on Erev Yom Tov, why would you not be allowed to offer it? So, like the Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa, Maros Lerabos Lel Yom Tov Ha'achron Lehoitzi Lel Yom Tov Arishon. The Brisa actually continues and gives the reason itself. Why do I include the last night and not the first night? Marbi Ani Marbi Ani Lel Yom Tov Ha'achron Sheyesh Simcha Lefonov Moitzi Ani Lel Yom Tov Harishon Shein Simcha Lefonov. I include the last night of Yom Tov because you have Simcha before it. I have Simcha on the days of Sukkot. And you have Simcha the following day. So it's a continuation of Simcha. And I exclude um, and I exclude the first night, which would be introducing Simcha. It seems like it's a greater, it's a bigger deal to say start Simcha earlier than to say continue your Simcha for a bit longer. Especially when on the day, you probably, the following day, you're also going to have it. So that, so we don't have a refutation for either way. It seems both ways could be fit in with the prices that we've learned. Now, just before we go on, I just wanted to discuss this um, Simcha. Um, First point you have to ask, so we know, so there's clearly one, the primary, and that seems pretty clear, the primary way when we say you must have Simchas Yom Tov is through, offer, let's call it offering and eating, but primarily eating a korban. Interesting, that's the primary way of Simchas Yom Tov is through eating a korban. We did mention, by the way, there's certain times when you wouldn't be able to necessarily fulfill that, or there would not necessarily be that obligation. For example, like we said on first night sukkahs. There's no, there's, or at least according to the first tribulator, and there seems to be no obligation to have a korban for Simcha. Um, another possibility is first day Yom Tov is a Shabbos, and you can't shecht your Shalmei Simcha on Erev Yom Tov, if, if you hold like that version of Rebilezer, etc. So how do you fulfill Simcha? So we said with nice clothes, good wine, etc. Um, so that's the Machlokas, whether all these other items... Um, are through are, are a Dorais or Drabonin. This that we wear nice clothes on Yom Tov to add to the Simcha and have nice wine, open a special bottle of whiskey, whatever it is you do for Simcha's Yom Tov, is that uh, um, are those Dorais or only Drabonin? That's a Machlokes Rishonim. Now the Gomorrah later on in the 10th Perik will get there, but there it discusses um, what do we do nowadays that we don't have the base Amidash? How do we fulfill Simcha's Yom Tov? And it says nowadays that we don't have the base amigdash, so you can't fulfill it through eating the korban. You eat it through, you, you fulfill it through wine. 
I and wine. We know because the Pasuk says, Yayin yismach levav enosh, wine gladdens the heart of man. I, wine does add a special addition, a, does have this spiritual uh, joy. It's very interesting, the Rambam, when he's on his, in his Hilsos Yom Tov, I think it might be at the end of Hilsos Lulav. I must check the exact source. Actually, might even be in Hilchos Yom Tov again, but he emphasizes. He says, when we speak about Simcha of Yom Tov, we're not speaking about Hololus and Leitzanus. I just having a what we would call just a party. It's a Simcha through through Yom Tov, and that makes a lot of sense. Why you would eat a korban because a korban would bring you close to Hashem and uplift you. He he adds there, very important to be aware. He says the main Simcha's Yom Tov is to bring Simcha to those who generally don't have Simcha. Um, orphans, widows, the downtrodden. That's the that's Simchas Yom Tov. So Simchas Yom Tov is through coming close to Hashem, through enabling. Obviously, there's the mitzvah on you and your family to have Simcha, but that's all. That's that is part of it. But it's it's Simcha as opposed to Hololus. Uh, simcha would be a more spiritual, intrinsically valuable joy, as opposed to like a crafted. Um, I don't know, like more what we would call just a party, um, something along those lines. Um, but now we see that what makes a korban special, what makes what makes meat special is that it's a korban. So what about the Rambam comes along and he'll says Yontav and says even nowadays there's a mitzvah to have meat and wine. So that's a discussion. Um, he says yeah he says there how do you how do women are happy you buy them nice clothes and jewelry children give them treats men you have meat and wine, um, but. It's interesting because how we've just explained that meat is only when it's a korban. So why does the Rambam add it? So they seem to say, you're right. When there's, there are different answers given, but one of the answers is, you're right. When there is the meat of a korban, that is the primary, and that is a significant enough way to have simchas yomtev. When there isn't the meat of the korban, well then wine would be the primary way, but you need to accompany it by meat. This would have a few interesting ramifications of how you understand this exactly. Is it saying that there's an obligation to have meat nowadays? Or is it saying that, no, you must have simcha, which is most likely through meat and wine? And what are some of those major ramifications? Just think about shvuas. Everyone wants to have a milchik meal. Now, do you have to also make sure to have a milchik meal? We can start off with milchiks and then you have to have main course of meat. Or can you have a fully milchig meal? If the mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov is to have meat and wine, like it sounds, the Rambam says on the surface, then it would be, uh, then it would be problematic. Um, if, uh, um, if, it's more, if the focus is to have Simcha, and now that we don't have the Shalmei Chagiga, we don't say that Simcha is specifically through meat, then you could have a plain milchig meal. Another issue would create complications for would be someone who's a vegetarian or a vegan. They're also going to run into trouble if the mitzvah is to have meat. To be honest, Shulchan Aruch seems to paskin that you don't have to have meat. It's about simcha. So it's about having a special meal, what you find delicious, what you find special and significant. So if you don't eat meat, then the way to celebrate it would be to have uh, some fa- an, a fancy cut of fish. Or some other fancy dishes. But that would be a very interesting discussion. Maybe we'll get a chance to discuss it a bit more when it comes up in the 10th parak, um, Simchas Yom Tov. Okay, let's carry on. Omar Rav Kahana. Now, this is a new point. Um, and basically, the Chagiga was a Shlomim. How long is a Shlomim offered for? So we always speak about it in, in the terms of two days and a night. What does two days and a night mean? It means the day the Korban is offered, the following night, 
and then the next day. And then you're not allowed to eat it for any longer than that. So that's two days and a night. Again, the day that it's offered on, the following day. Um, there, that's, a, that's a Chagiga. As we, as we know, like the Korban Pesach is limited to Pesach night, etc. So different Korbanas have different time range. But the Chagiga, which is a Shlomim, or, the, or a Shlomim, Shalmei Simcha, would be two days and a night. So Amar Rav Kahana, Minayinai, Mura Chagiga, Chamisha, Soshin, Ifzela, Espelina. Rav Kahana says, granted you can eat this korban for two days and a night, how do I know that the emurim, the parts that are burnt on the Mizbech, must be burnt on the 15th? Sorry, of the Chagig of the 15th, must be burnt, must be uh, burnt by, by the end of night, by dawn. I again, so remember you're offering this korban on the, on, on the 15th, on the first day of Yom Tov. Strictly speaking, you can eat it that day. That night, either night of the second day of the 16th, and the whole day of the 16th. But how do we know that the fats have to be burnt by the morning of the 16th, by dawn of the 16th? So, You shall not leave the fats of my, of my, chagiga, of my chagiga until morning. And the next pasuk starts, Rashis, the first. If you look in the context, it's speaking about Bikurim, but it starts with Rashis. This is the memory, the high boike, boike rishon. To tell us that this boike that the Pasuk says means the first morning. Matki Flora of Yosef, Rav Yosef is not happy with this. He says, Time at the cost of Reishis, Holocaust of Reishis, have a mina, my boike, boike sheni. You telling me, if the, the only reason that I know that the fats of the Chagiga must be burnt by the first morning is because it says Reishis. If it hadn't had that special word, I would have said it only has to be burnt by the second morning. He says, says, Do we ever find that the Bosor becomes invalid at nightfall? And the, and the fats that which are offered on the Mizbech only the next morning. What's this based on? This is based on the concept that the Amurim, the fats, are more holy. Therefore, they'd be more restrictive. So if, the, if you could eat the meat for X amount of time, the fats would never be allowed to be left for longer than that time. Doesn't make sense. Gomorrah says, wait. Omar Rabba Rav Yosef Sorry. Uh, skip the line. It says Omalea Bayamai says Alamalo. Why not? We do sometimes find that you can have the fats burn them. You can burn the fats after you're not allowed to eat from the korban. He says Varei Pesach LeRebbe Lazar Ben Azaria. The boss of Israel Mechatzos Vayimuri Matzafra because the, the korban Pesach, according to Rebbe Lazar Ben Azaria, Lazar Ben Azaria can only be eaten until midnight. But you can burn the fats of the korban Pesach on the mizbeach all the way till dawn. So we see you can sometimes burn the fats of a korban past the time that you can eat it. So maybe the chagiga could theoretically be the same thing. You have to eat it by the night of the, just before, by the, you have to eat it by sunset on the 16th, but you can burn it the whole night of the 17th. Comes along racist to tell us, no, you must burn it by the morning of the 16th, not the morning of the 17th. Um, so, and Rav Yosef was asking based on the following. The Tana, as we'll see in the next Brisa, he takes for granted by the flesh that when it says Boiker, it means the first day, and you don't need Rashis to say the first day. And Rav Kahana says, I need a Pasuk to teach me Rashis. Another word of expressing this is, 
If you, if it's, if the pasuk says boiker, are you automatically going to assume that's the first morning or the second morning? Now the brisa automatically assumes it means the, the first morning with the regarding the flesh of the korban. Well, then Rav Kahana regarding the emurim of the korban should automatically assume that they have to be burnt on the first morning, not on the second morning. So again, why would Rav Kahana say you need the pasuk? Now we get, it says Mahi, where do we see this brisa? So we're going to go through quite a long brisa, and at the end we'll bring out the proof to show this. But we're first going to go through the brisa and then analyze the brisa. Some of the points in the brisa are a little bit cryptic, and that's why the Gemara analyzes them. But again, just to get a clear in our mind while we bring in this brisa, because we're only going to see the answer in a while, is um, to explain that where we see the Tana assumes that when we're speaking about the meat of the Korban must must be consumed by a certain time, we assume it means the first morning. It says, Mahi, where do we see this? Brisa de Tanya, from the following Brisa, You mustn't leave over from the flesh which was slaughtered in the evening on the first day, La Boiker, in the morning. It says, What does that possibly mean? Limaid al Chagigas. That's to teach us about the Chagiga of the 14th. Remember the special Chagiga that you offer on Erev Pesach? That it can be eaten for two days and one night. I what the two days? I mean, you can't really eat it for two days because, uh, yeah, you shouldn't, I guess you shouldn't be eating it for two, but you can eat it on the day it's offered, the first night of Pesach and the first day of Pesach. Says, Maybe you can only eat it for the day that it's offered and that night. Who says you can eat it for the following day? Says, When the Pasuk says, It's now coming to speak about the second morning. How's he reading the Pasuk? It says as follows, On the first morning, I, the first day Yom Tov, for the next day as well. Sorry, in the morning of the first day of Yom Tov. So we we see that you can eat it. It says, When it says, that's coming for the second morning. Again, the second morning is the second morning from offering the Korban. It's actually the first morning of Pesach because this Korban is offered on Erev Pesach. So the second morning is actually... Um, the second day. So it's a little bit tricky. It's actually first day Pesach. Says, Wait, but maybe Boike means the first morning. No, because then how would I learn the Pasuk which refers to Chagiga to Chagiga that refers to two days and one night. Chutzmizu, excluding this. Again, this price is very clipped. Seems to be saying that, wait, but there's a price which includes it, and now I'm excluding it. It says, When it says by it, It says, Which tells me that there's a Chagiga that's eaten for two days and one night. That the, the Chagiga of the Yudalit is eaten for two days and one night. Okay, now we're going to analyze the Brysa. So, Omar, the first point the Brysa said that's bothering us is it started off by saying, the Chagiga of the 14th you can eat for two days. Again, remember, two days means the day it's offered and the following day, with the night in between. Um, now, 
And then it comes along and says, how do you know it means the second day? Maybe it means the first day. And it gives its reason because it says, And then it says again, but maybe it means the first day. You've already proven to me that it's not the first day anymore. It says, Why are you asking me again? Maybe it means the first day. You're already excluded from that possibility by teaching me. It says, um, by teaching me that it must be the second day. It says, no, this is how you read the Bryce. It says, says, no, maybe you're supposed to be reading this posuk as speaking about the two different types of the Chagiga. The Chagiga of the 14th and the Chagiga of the 15th. And each one gets its morning. I, the Chagiga of the 14th can only be eaten for its morning again and the following night. That's the Seder night. And the Chagiga of the 15th can only be eaten on the day of the 15th. And Hadar Omar, therefore the price then comes along and says... So again, both we've learned that both Korban Chagigas of the 14th and the 15th can only be eaten for their day. That's what we're suggesting how to read the Pasuk. Are you split up the... But Yom HaRishon is referring to the first, the Chagig of the 14th. And Laboiker is referring to the Chagig of the 15th. But both can only be eaten for one day. Hadar Omar But wait. We know that there's a Chagiga that can be eaten for two days and one night. Where im kainim neder on a dover b'may? Because what else is this posuk elsewhere of neder on a dover coming for? This posuk is coming to teach us that there's a chagiga that can be eaten for two days and a night. Now i chagigas yudalad hoksiv bo yom velayla vi chagigas tezvav hoksiv bo yom velayla. But based on how we've learned the posuk up to here, speaking about both chagigas, whether you're learning about the 14th or whether you're learning about the 15th, the chagiga of the 14th or the chagiga of the 15th, it's both can. Only be offered for one day or not. So we're stuck. Again, we have another possible. Let, let me rephrase this. We have another possible which tells us that there's a Chagiga that can be eaten for two days and a night. Either day it's offered, the following night, and the next day. That's two days and a night. But the way we've just interpreted this pasuk of speaking about the 14th, the Chagig of the 14th and the Chagig of the 15th, both Chagigas, both types of Chagigas that we know about, can only be eaten for one day and a night. So, so you can't understand the pasuk like that. It must be that this one, the Pasuk of Nederon Adov is referring to the Chagig of the 15th, either it can be eaten for two days and one night. And this whole Pasuk, the Pasuk of, that we started this, this, this Bryce with, is referring to the Chagig of the 14th. That's coming to teach us that the Chagig of the 14th can also be eaten for two days and one night. Now, so again, we've now clarified this Bryce again. As I said, it was a bit of a cryptic Bryce, but it was all to make us unpack it and come out with the following rules. Basically, first rule is, um, not in the order of the Brysa, just to restructure it. The Brysa was an exploration that made us realize these principles. But the first principle is, we know that there's a Chagiga that can definitely be eaten for two days in one night. We're not sure about the other Chagiga. But, if you read the Posuk at face value, the initial way we wanted to suggest that you read the Posuk, 
It was basically saying both Chagiga of the 14th and the Chagiga of the 15th could only be eaten for one day. I on the day it was offered and the following night. But as I pointed out, we know there's a Chagiga that you can eat for two days. So must, so you have to interpret the Psukim differently. The one Pasuk is speaking about the 15th. And the Pasuk that we just discussed is the 14th. Now, we would have assumed by the fact that it says, now we're going to bring in our question. Remember, going back to why we came on to this, um, back to why we came on to this, Rav Kahana came along and he assumed that when it says Boiker, it would mean the second morning. And therefore, we need Rashis to tell us the first, no, sorry, um, we would have assumed Boiker to mean the second morning, and Rashis has to come and say, no, only till the first morning. But this Brysa, let's, the Gemara is going to bring it out now, but this Brysa has basically said the, you would have assumed the four, first morning, and it comes and says Boiker again to tell us that it must be the second morning. Now wait, that seems to go against. Again, Rav Kahana assumed that it would be the second morning and we need a posseg to tell us the first. But when the Brysa has the option, it assumes the first morning and needs a posseg to say the second. So why would Rav Kahana, who's an Amorah, a sage of the Gomorrah, have a different assumption, basic assumption, to the Tana? Again, the rule should stand. Should stand. If you see this word, Bayomarishon, should that enter your mind, or when you're discussing these Korbanos, should it enter your mind that we're discussing the morning after it's offered? Are we discussing the morning two days after it's offered? Now the Brysa clearly, the Tana, who's a, who would be the trendsetter, clearly learns it as the first, the assumption is the first morning. So why would Rav Kahana come and learn differently? So that's what the Gemara is going to say. Now it says, Taima, Diksiv, Bayomarishon, Leboiker, the reason is because it says, Bayomarishon, Leboiker, Demai, Boiker, Boiker, Shani. It has to add in Boiker to tell us the second Word. But if not for this Bayom Harishon La Boiker, if it just said Boiker, it would mean the first morning. Even though it doesn't say Rashis. So Rav Kahana's Josh is not necessary because the, order, the standard assumption is it means the first morning. And we'll leave that piece and now we'll go on to the new Mishnah. Now the new Mishnah is going to discuss. Um, as we know, the Korban Pesach itself can be shechted on Shabbos, it overrides Shabbos. But remember, in general, to shech the Korban, or any animal on Shabbos, is Isut or Isa. And if you do it by mistake, you would be Chayev Achatas. If you're not aware that this is Osur, or you're not aware that it doesn't override Shabbos, or you forget that it's Shabbos, then, and you shech the Korban or an animal, from the aspect of Shechita, you should be Chayev a Korban Chatas. However, we're going to be introduced to a concept in this Mishnah of Ta'obedovar Mitzvah. If your mistake is to do in, in doing a Mitzvah, there's an opinion which holds you are not Chayav a Korban Chattas. And that's what this Mishnah is built around, that, that, that discussion. If you shech the Korban Pesach on Shabbos, but not for the sake of the Pesach, you're liable to a common chattas. Again, as we learned at the beginning of the as we learned at the beginning of the previous parak, if you shech the common pesach with the wrong intent, it's invalid. If you shech the pesach as a shlomim or some other common, it's invalid. So what have you done? You've done a shchita that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, and therefore it's you have a chattas. Now regarding other 
sacrifices that you shecht as a common Pesach. Ah, you get this animal and you shecht the thing, I'm shechting this as the common Pesach. Now, im if they are not fit to be a common Pesach, remember the common Pesach is a very specific animal. It's either a kid or a lamb in male in its first year. So if it's none of the, if it doesn't meet all those criteria, it's ain't on ru'in, it's not fit. It's a, it's a calf, or it's a, it's a sheep as opposed to a lamb, or it's a female lamb. Um, you would be liable. It says, What happens if it could theoretically be a korban Pesach? I, you pick up this little young lamb that's one year less than one, that's in its first year, and you shech that as the Korban Pesach. So now this is where it gets interesting. Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Lezer says, And his reason will be because it's not a valid Korban. So it doesn't override Shabbos. So you did a shechita that doesn't override Shabbos. Granted, you did it as a Korban Pesach, so you thought it was mutar. That's why you're not going to be put to death or get kores, but you are going to have to bring a Korban Chattas for doing a shechita by mistake on Shabbos. But if Yeshua pointer, if Yeshua says you're exempt. Now Rashi explains why, because, just listen, he's going to add in two points. The cost of a Torah mitzvah, but also mitzvah called to potur. If you make a mistake trying to do a mitzvah, and you do a bit of a mitzvah, then you are exempt. Potu michiuv chattas, you have a chattas. You exempt from a chattas. Why? She chattas shebo. Vze also mitzvah she hikriv korban. She needs bechushel. And this person's done a mitzvah because he shechted a korban, which is a mitzvah. Again, when you shecht a korban as a pesach, it's still a valid korban. You take a shlomim and you shecht it as a korban pesach. Granted, it doesn't count as your korban pesach. It's still a kosher korban. So he tried to do a mitzvah. He tried to do the mitzvah of shechting the pesach, and he actually ended up doing a bit of a mitzvah, shechting a korban. So because of those two reasons, Rabbi Yeshua says he's exempt from a chattas. If the pesach which is permitted on Shabbos if you do it for its sake. If you change its name, you do a Pesach as a Shlomim, you liable to a Koban Chattas. Other sacrifice which are also to do even for their sake. You can't shecht a Chagiga or a Shlomim or something as a, for that on Shabbos. You should definitely be Chayav. Another way of phrasing this, if, if the Koban Pesach which you are allowed to do in Shabbos, on Shabbos, but you do it with the wrong intent, you have chattas. Well, then another sacrifice which you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, if you do it with the wrong intent, you should definitely be chav chattas. So, Omer Rebbe Shua, law. That's not a good comparison. Um, a Pesach, when you change it, it becomes forbidden to bring. If you change them, they're mutar to bring. Again, as we pointed out, a Koban Pesach shechted for another and for the sake of another sacrifice becomes possible and invalid. So we see that changing its name is worse than another sacrifice, which is you shecht for the wrong name. It is still a valid Korban. So well, the, the korbanos, Rashi says this, Aimurim generally mean the parts that are burnt on Mizbech, but Rashi says that this is referring to the korban of a tzibur will prove my point. Because you're allowed to offer them, are you allowed to offer the musaf and the tomid on Shabbos? However, if someone checks an animal, 
another animal. The Korban Musaf has already been offered, but someone comes along and shechs an animal as a Korban Musaf, Chayev, he would be liable to a Korban Chattas. So we see shechting something for its name doesn't, for its sake, doesn't, even though it's permitted, doesn't exempt you from a Chattas. Are you, again, we said that if you shecht another korban as a korban Pesach, you exempt from a chattas. So Rebbe says, but wait, look at this korban Musaf. If you personally would go and say, oh, let me help the Beis Amigdash and shecht the korban Pesach and shecht the korban Tomit for them or the korban Musaf for them, you'd be chato chattas. So Amalei Rebbe Shurish says, this is law. You can't compare it. They have a very set amount. You can't compare that to the common Pesach where there's no set amount. I, a very interesting answer. It's how valid is your mistake? That's what we're saying here. How negligent were you versus how much of a mistake is it? We're weighing up almost negligence versus out of your control. Um, when, how many Korban Sibus are there on Shabbos? There's the two Tomids, the one of the morning and the afternoon, and two Korban Musafs. They're four animals. If you shecht another animal as a korban sibur, you can't say that you were made a mistake. You were careless because it's so easy to verify whether the korban has been offered or not because they're just four. So you can verify it so easily. But with the korban pesach, how many korban pesachs are they offering? They're hundreds. Every single family is coming up to Yerushalayim and bringing a korban pesach. So now let's say you're helping people doing the shechita. So you take a lamb and you do it as a shechita. You get a kid goat, you do it as a shechita, as a, as a, you do the shechita as a Pesach, as a Pesach, as a Pesach. And you pick up this lamb and you don't know that the owner's brought it as a shlom and he's not bringing it as a common Pesach. And you shecht it as a Pesach. That's a very valid mistake in trying to do the mitzvah. Again, it's not so negligent because there are hundreds of Pesachs being brought in and I'm, my imagination is, I don't know, but I imagine that the people who could do shechita would probably be helping with doing as many shechitas as possible. So he's caught up in doing that. So that's a valid mistake. But again, by the Sibur where they're just four, you can't say, oh, I made a valid mistake that I thought we still needed to offer. It's actually negligent. And that's why you'd be chayv in a common chattas. Um, yeah, so Rebbe Meir Oimer. Now Rebbe Meir says, "Afa shoichet l'shemem rubeit tzibur potter." Rebbe Meir says, "No, even if you shechted for the emurim of the tzibur, you are potter." Says no. Rebbe Meir is actually more extreme than Rebbe Yeshua. He says, "Any time your intent is for a mitzvah, even though it's quite close to negligence, negligent, um, you can offer it as a kolam pesach." Uh, sorry, you would not not a common Pesach. Any t- let me rephrase that. Rabbi Meir holds any time you shecht a korban sibur on Shabbos for a korban sibur, even though it's very close to negligent because you should have checked do they need a korban sibur shechted. Still, since your intent was for a mitzvah, you exempt from a chattis. Now, a slightly new point: If you shecht a korban Pesach for those who can't eat it, those who are not included in the group, or for uncircumcised people, or for Tommy people, I think that would make the korban Pesach invalid. Chayev, you're liable to a common chattis because that's not doing it for a mitzvah. It says, What happens if you shecht it for both people who can eat it and can't eat it? You have in mind a family and some of the family is old or sick who can't eat it and some of them can eat it or some of the group and not of the group or some people who are circumcised and some people are uncircumcised. That is fine. You will not find you're exempt. Um, 
Again, because it's a valid Korban Pesach, which pushes aside Shabbos. As we learned earlier, again, if you shecht it only for people who are uncircumcised, then it's invalid. But if you shecht it on behalf of people who are circumcised and uncircumcised, well, then it's valid. You've done a kosher Korban Pesach, that overrides Shabbos. Shochtu benimsa balmum, chayev. If you shecht your Korban Pesach and you find it's a balmum, you're liable. Why? Because what's, what's an animal? A mum is an external blemish which he should have checked his animal and seen. So when he takes this animal and checks it, and then realizes, oh wait, it has a mum, that's negligent. However, if he checks it and finds it, it's a trafe inside, let's say he finds there's something wrong with it, there's a hole in the lungs, then he's potter, because he checked it as a common Pesach, and it's oinase, he does can't see the lungs, he can't check the lungs. What happens if he shechted the common Pesach, this animal is a common Pesach, and then subsequently he finds out, it becomes known, that the owners had decided not to offer that common Pesach, or that the owners had died, or the owners became Tomei. I all cases that after he already did the Shechita, he finds out that it's an invalid common Pesach. Potur mipnei shechachat birshus, he's exempt because when he shechted it, he was allowed to shechted. it. He shechted it on behalf of family X. And then family, then he finds out after, which is fine, because family X wanted this Korban Pesach, and then only afterwards he finds out that they were actually became Tome, so that's Oynes, and he would be exempt. Okay, let's leave it there for today, and we'll start the Gemara tomorrow.